0: John Morris here for Your Spirit FM, and I'm, again, joined by Bishop Gregory Parks, who's invited me to his office to have a little sit-down conversation. Bishop, I know this is a big week for Catholics around the country coming up. It's Holy Week coming up, and things get started uh, really with Palm Sunday, a big weekend to get us in the right frame of mind.
1: Very much so, John. Uh, Palm Sunday marks the beginning of Holy Week. We enter into this very sacred very special time of the year for Catholics and for Christians, where we once again journey with our Lord from Holy Thursday, from his entrance into Jerusalem, first of all, on on Palm Sunday, to the Upper Room uh, on Holy Thursday. Uh, We, on Good Friday, of course, recall his passion, his suffering, and of course, his crucifixion. And then on Easter Sunday, uh, celebrate the joy of his resurrection. It's a very special time for us.
0: And then from there... Uh, we transition into the Chrism Mass. And that that is a service that has uh, sacramentals, I believe is what the the terminology, that carry us throughout the church here. Talk about the importance of the Chrism Mass.
1: Sure. The Chrism Mass in our diocese will be celebrated on Tuesday of Holy Week at the Cathedral of St. Jude the Apostle. Uh, All the faithful of our diocese are welcome to attend. Uh, Our priests and deacons and religious will be there as well. Uh, There's two primary things that we do during the Chrism Mass. Uh, The first is to bless the Chrism or the holy oils uh, that will be used in our parishes during the coming year in the sacraments, the celebration of the sacraments uh, and other liturgical celebrations. The second thing that happens at the Chrism Mass is that the priests of our diocese gathered with their bishop reaffirm and renew their priestly commitment to serve God's people in a very humble and loving way to celebrate the sacraments faithfully and to live out their priesthood as they have been called to do.
0: We have to go through Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday, which is called the Triduum. Why, the, why is it called Triduum? What's that
1: mean? The word triduum is a Latin word, which uh, means uh, triduum, or three days. So the word triduum itself means three days in Latin, and that refers to the celebration, as you mentioned, of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and then concluding with Easter Sunday.
0: The focus on Holy Thursday would be the Eucharist, and uh, there's a lot of visual symbolism for the feet washing as well.
1: Again, Holy Thursday, there would be three primary things that the church celebrates uh, on Holy Thursday. First of all, the institution of the Eucharist. Uh, When our Lord gathered with his disciples to celebrate Passover and to eat that meal, we uh, believe that he instituted the Eucharist at that time. Before that, or in conjunction with that, he gave them an example of charity by washing their feet, which is something that the master would not typically have done. Yet our Lord humbled himself and washed the the feet of his disciples and instructed them to do the same uh, to others. And then finally, we celebrate the institution of the priesthood on Holy Thursday. Again, during that uh, Passover meal, our Lord commanded his disciples to do the same and to do it in remembrance of him. And so we believe that at that time that the sacred priesthood was instituted. So we also celebrate and recognize that as well.
0: Good Friday, a day of somber reflection for a lot, and and some people say, well, it's kind of odd that it's called Good Friday.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I I often thought that myself. Again, I guess a a way to look at it would be that uh, while we are certainly sorrowful that our Lord had to suffer uh, the great suffering that he did and and ultimately die a a horrific death for our sins, we're also grateful uh, that he did. Uh, out of his love for each one of us and for the forgiveness of our sins. So yes, it is a a day to be sorrowful, but also a day in some way to be grateful that the Lord did what he did for us.
0: And finally, uh, the Easter Vigil and then the Easter Sunday Masses, the culmination of uh, Jesus' life and resurrection, and a great day for a lot of people coming into the church.
1: Well, that would be the, the highlight of our, our liturgical year as, as Catholics would be, uh, first of all, to celebrate the Lord's resurrection, and as you alluded to at the Easter Vigil, to, uh, to baptize and to celebrate the Easter sacraments, baptism and confirmation in the Eucharist uh, with those who are, are becoming Catholic. So uh, just a very, very special time, a, a great evening, celebration for the Vigil, And uh, just a time of joy, uh, welcoming new members into the faith, but also again, of course, celebrating the resurrection of our Lord.
0: The Holy Father, uh, Pope Francis, has been in the news. Uh, This week uh, it was mentioned that he would be doing feet washing for those in prison, a real sign of humility for the Holy Father.
1: You're correct, John, and this has been a, somewhat of a departure under the leadership and, and spiritual leadership of Pope Francis, is to wash the feet of those who you know, society may consider to be on the fringes or the peripheries, as our Holy Father likes to refer to, uh, those who are incarcerated, the poor, the homeless, the sick, those that are kind of put aside you know, by society and, and by the world. And in doing so, our Holy Father gives us such a beautiful example that each one of us is called through our faith to reach out to our neighbor, to love them with uh, compassion and with respect. And uh, he gives us an example of that in washing the feet of those.
0: With the world that we live in, there are some people that have maybe given the Holy Father mixed reviews, and I've used finger quotes on that, uh, during his papacy. Why is that?
1: You know, John, I I don't know that I'm exactly sure, but I would simply say that um, certainly Pope Francis has called us to change, to take a fresh look at our lives and our relationship with God and with one another. He's called us to to greater humility, to greater mercy, and uh, to help each other on this journey that we're on. Whenever you ask somebody to change or whenever you challenge them a little bit, that can be uncomfortable because we get into our, our comfort zone. And I think our Holy Father, through his words, but more importantly, through his example, has called us to step out of our comfort zone uh, a little bit and to, to relook at our, our relationship with God and with one another.
0: The Holy Father also mentioned a couple of weeks back that He wanted to create a memorial to the Blessed Virgin Mary that would be uh, right after the Sunday following Pentecost. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that and what that's about?
1: Sure. Well, of course, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, like all of our popes, has a great devotion to Mary, to our Blessed Mother. And recognizes that, um, that this is one more opportunity for us to, to honor her and her role in salvation history as being the, the bearer of the Son of God and accompanying him you know, throughout his life, being present with him. She is really the kind of the first disciple of her Son, of our Lord. Uh, As we celebrate Pentecost and the the birth of the Church, it's an opportunity to honor our Blessed Mother and to recognize her role as that first disciple going forth uh, to proclaim the good news about her son.
0: And that leads us to a nice transition to uh, remind our listeners again about the the, uh, consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary that's going to take place at the cathedral on May 6th.
1: That's correct. Uh, Again, as part of our 50th anniversary celebration as a diocese, one of the things that we're doing to celebrate is to to consecrate our diocese and our schools and ministries and parishes and people to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Again, this is a way that we entrust ourselves to her care, that we ask for her intercession and her help and blessing uh, upon our diocese and upon the the ministry and uh, good work that we do. Speaking of Mary's help and protection. Our
0: schools need it more than ever. Our society needs it more than ever, especially here in the state of Florida. Just last month, we had a a shooting at a high school. Uh, It was reported just earlier this week that there was another shooting at a school in Maryland, and uh, last week, some of our Catholic schools, along with many of the public schools, staged a walkout. Our Catholic schools did more than just walk out. They they gathered. Many of them had prayer services. Uh, some, I know, wrote legislators. Bishop, in your eyes, with what has happened, are, is this going to
1: make a change? I think so, John. Because our students, when you think about it, they're on the front line. Of these horrific events, I mean, whenever there's a school shooting, it's it's the students who are affected as as well as faculty members and staff. But these young innocent lives, you know, are put at risk, and unfortunately, we've lost many of them during these shootings that you mentioned. I have to say that uh, with regard to the walkout, I was very very proud uh, of our Catholic schools here in the diocese of Saint Petersburg and our students. Uh, for the way that they remembered uh, that day on March 14th. Our Catholic schools did it in a very spiritual, very prayerful way, not in a, um, say, a a conflictive or or violent way or anything of that nature, but just respectful and prayerful. I I think they gave a great witness to each of us in, in that way. This is a a complicated issue. It's not an easy solution to solving it. I do believe that it is primarily a legislative matter that needs to be resolved uh, by our legislators, by our elected officials. But of course, again, each one of us needs to, to care for one another. And if we see somebody who's in trouble or who seems to be struggling with uh, as we say, mental illness or emotional illness—that uh, that we can somehow try to reach out to them and get them the help that they need. Also,
0: the Florida Catholic Conference of Bishops uh, has a little bit of pull up in up in Tallahassee. Do they have enough pull for this? Do you think, or or will it just take another tragedy to to keep this going?
1: I hope it doesn't take another tragedy that that would be terrible but I would say yeah the the Florida Catholic Conference of Bishops uh, will be advocating for legislative change on this matter but I just I sense that there's such an outcry at the moment, as you mentioned, from students, and, and their voices do carry a lot of weight. But just in general, from among people, I think we're all just tired of of hearing about these things and realizing the just the the, the horror uh, uh, of what happens when somebody comes in with evil intentions into one of our schools and uh, is intent on on bringing harm to our students and teachers. So I just think there's a momentum right now. I hope that it will continue, and I hope and pray that it doesn't take another tragedy like this to bring about change.
0: I saw on your Twitter post recently, and if somebody wants to follow you on Twitter, by the way, how do they do that?
1: Twitter would be at Bishop Parks. That's P-A-R-K-E-S.
0: Okay, so I saw on your Twitter that you were in Washington last week for CRS meetings and board meetings, and you met with uh, some of the state representatives for our nation's government. How'd that go?
1: It went very well. Uh, One of the positions that I hold now as a bishop is I'm on the board of directors for Catholic Relief Services. Catholic Relief Services, or CRS, is the international aid arm of the bishops here in the United States. And in that role, I was taking a a morning to advocate with our legislators. I I went to the office of Senator Nelson as well well as Senator Rubio and Congressman Rooney, who's from Southeast uh, Florida. My main purpose for going there was to advocate for appropriations at the government level, you know, for international aid and assistance. Uh, you know, this is part of who we are as, as Christians, and part of our call is to, to care for one another, and particularly the, the least among us, the, the poor, the hungry, the homeless around the world. And uh, certainly the United States has been very blessed with resources, and we have a responsibility and a call to use uh, some of those resources to aid those around the world who are less fortunate. So I was just advocating uh, for the senators and, and congressmen's help with the appropriations that will be taking place in our federal budget.
0: The state of Florida has been impacted by those coming from Puerto Rico following the storms and in, in much of the Caribbean. Because Puerto Rico is a protectorate, a, a uh, territory, if you will, of, of the U.S. government, does CRS help them or is that a
1: Catholic Charities? That would be, uh, would be more Catholic Charities-focused. Okay. Uh, uh, Catholic Charities USA, I know, has offered aid. They, they offered quite a significant amount of assistance and aid to, to us here in the Diocese of St. Petersburg to help those who were uh, impacted by the hurricane, uh, Hurricane Irma, uh, as well as the other hurricanes and storms in the Caribbean and who have fled those areas seeking refuge here in our state.
0: We're in March Madness as we come to the
1: end of the of the basketball season. How'd your bracket do? Did you do a bracket, John? I have to confess, I I didn't do a bracket because I think I get frustrated with them, right? <laughs> and a bit discouraged. And that's what makes the uh, the tournament exciting is are the upsets. You know the the David versus Goliath uh, type storylines, and certainly this tournament has been filled with them.
0: Well, your team is still in it.
1: Florida State, as many of our listeners may know, I'm a graduate of FSU, and as long as the Seminoles are in there, I'll be rooting for them.
0: Again, always a pleasure to sit and talk with you, and if you want to find out more or listen to this program again, you can visit the website at dosp.org and follow Bishop Parks on Twitter at at Bishop Parks. And Bishop, can we close with your blessing?
1: May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, descend upon you, and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, John.